Hello and welcome to the fourth of our professional photo podcasts. As always, it's time to make a brew, relax and turn up the volume as we bring you a fortnightly slice of everything you need to know from the world of professional photography. My name is Matty Graham, I'm contributing editor on the magazine and this time around we're doing things a little bit differently. Editor Terry is hard at work sending the magazine to press, so this episode we're dedicating the whole show to the Canon R5. Now, we chatted last time around about this camera's specifications, but this time we've gone one better and in a moment we're going to be speaking to a top working pro called Michael O'Sullivan, who is one of the first pros to get their hands on the R5. Michael has written a full review for us in the forthcoming issue, and there's also plenty other of great content to be read, including tips on how to edit with Affinity Photo software. So, without further ado, let's dive straight in and hear more about the fantastic Canon R5. Hey Michael, welcome to the podcast. So you're a professional photographer based in County Cork and you specialise in commercial and fine art photography. And Michael, you're probably one of the first working pros to get their hands on Canon's new beast of a camera, the R5. And you kindly put together a a review for us for the next issue. Um, So we won't talk about that too much, but we couldn't wait till then. So you wanted to have a little conversation on the podcast about your experiences with the R5. So, Michael, can you start by telling us a bit about yourself and what cameras you'd been using before you had the R5? Well, thanks for the invitation, Matty. I'm delighted to be here first. Great stuff. <laughs> um, in terms of a little bit of uh, background, like I shoot everything from, for some of my clients, I would shoot everything from low-level commercial or marketing, you know, PR type stuff, through to, you know, website um, imagery, product imagery, uh, fashion editorial stuff, feature type imagery, and um, right through to advertising campaign type stuff. So, um, I could, you know, from one day to the next, I could be shooting anything. And then on the flip side, I tend to do my own, you know, personal work. A lot of the what people would call, you know, the fine art stuff, the things you're doing just for the sake of self-expression and um, exhibition and things like that. So, um, more, you know, in the fine art area, I could be one day I could be shooting in the studio with full control and another day I'm shooting in in the woods or something with smoke machines and really low light and then for the commercial stuff I could be shooting you know really static product photography one minute and very very high speed action stuff the next so um I I would tend to put my cameras to the test a little bit (laughs) should we say absolutely so you work them hard yeah so for that reason I've used everything then over the years from um you know five series bodies up to one series bodies occasionally i'd have had a a 7d maybe as a backup on occasion but you know the last few years mostly the the five series cameras um because like there was a time you know where you could get the high resolution from a five series camera that you you know like when the uh, 5d mark 2 and mark 3 came out they were high resolution yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so they would have matched as a backup to say some of the commercial work or some of the studio work or some of the fine art work they would have matched my main camera which would have been the 1DS Mark III back in the day but you know say on the 5D Mark II you were compromised in the sense that you didn't have the amazing autofocus system of the 1 Series and obviously the build quality of the 1 Series is legendary as well um, so yeah for a long time I did kind of rely most more on one series bodies than anything else but then from the 5d mark 3 on the autofocus kind of caught up a little bit not quite as much then the 5d mark 4 the the autofocus is 
class leading you know i mean the canon jewel picks a lot of focus especially the way it's implemented in something like the 5d mark 4 and the uh 1d x mark 3 amazing performance amazing autofocus so yeah depending on what my needs were at any specific time how much speed i was shooting versus how much resolution i needed it would pivot between those types of cameras i didn't i haven't owned a 1dx mark 3 i have shot with it uh, a few times um whenever i needed something just faster but uh, resolution is still important to me so i would have focused on the higher res bodies where at all possible you know so the, the my, my main commercial camera for the past, past couple of years then would for that reason have been the the 5dsr yeah and when i needed it i would try to get my hands on a 1dx for speed etc Great stuff. So you, you're obviously a, a you know a Canon man through and through, really, uh, by the sounds of your your history. So I mean, what were your expectations when the R5 was announced? And there's this big shift from DSLR to mirrorless. What were you thinking? And uh, you know what eventually drew you to getting your hands on the R5? Well, one of the reasons. Look, I'm not you know um, I don't obviously work for Canon or anything like that, but. You know, when you get used to a system and you know how it works, it's easier for you to perform better if you know your, your equipment inside out because you're not thinking about the equipment. You're not worrying about it. Um, but one of the things that was, you know, always important to me is even though I'm, I'm kind of particular about things like confirming my focus and things like that. And I think if you read a lot of stuff online, it's easy to see that, you know, some of the things that we used to take for granted, maybe even eight, nine years ago, uh, you don't see them mentioned as much anymore. People don't want to have to think behind the camera as much as they used to. So a lot of the trends in in the world of, you know, the features that, that appear in cameras and, and the type of technology that's implemented, a lot of them have been geared towards a lot of extra bells and whistles, which to me, to be fair, they're not the kind of things that, ha, you know, usually represent the difference between achieving your great shot or not. I mean, some of them are nice to have and... I think in the in the review I did go into a little bit of detail on you know separating out the two but what was most important to me is the responsiveness of the camera that I didn't feel like it was lagging and that the autofocus could be relied on even though I like to confirm my focus by just being careful whatever type of autofocus I'm using um, you still want to the confidence to know that it's nailing things right so I mean I had have looked at other other manufacturers bodies over the years i have friends and colleagues who who have used different um makes of camera and i have side by side played with with both and i have shot with either or yeah but for me what keeps me coming back to the you know the canon the eos bodies time and time again is just the fact that i don't think there's anything can touch especially in recent years even again you know with the dual pixel autofocus canon it could be argued we're lagging behind in some of the other areas like the eye detection which to me was a bells and whistle you know it was a nice to have but you know my traditional method of shooting over the years was always picking my focus points composing that way and you know then relying on the very very accurate autofocus system in terms of um you know my expectations then for the eos r5 i have been shooting within eos r i did jump into the mirrorless pool over the past few years and um, i have been shooting with an eos r i mean the easy thing about that was the fact that i could adapt it for my ef lenses which is phenomenal yeah um and i i was even surprised on that to find that even adapted um you know the performance of the ef lenses on that body were pretty much identical to the performance of the uh, rf lenses 
Um, and the RF glass, obviously, they've made another step up with the bigger mount. Obviously, they could improve the optics as well. So the RF glass is stellar. I mean, I was, uh, we were almost getting complacent in thinking that some of the L-series zooms, because they had gotten so sharp and so good. I mean, we, for me, it hasn't been necessary to use a prime lens in years, except maybe I think the only one I still have is my macro. Um, the zooms had gotten so good you know it was easy to think that you know things couldn't get any better and any sharper and then the 5d sr came out and that tested some of your lenses so if you didn't have the most recent uh, generation of lenses you could see that yeah we could push the envelope a little further um but then the rf glass is stellar so it was easy for me to jump in wet my feet with the um the mirrorless system with the eos r but i did feel the only thing i found with the eos r I sometimes felt when looking through the viewfinder, and I think this is what threw a lot of people off, and a lot of people felt that the autofocus system wasn't quite up there, because in the EVF, even though it's a great EVF and it's very sharp and responsive, the animation of the AF points, especially during eye detection, I figure that actually lagged behind the actual autofocus system quite a bit, because I often would feel I was missing shots, where when I reviewed it afterwards, I actually wasn't really missing as many as I had thought. Right. So I think the responsiveness in that regard um meant it didn't quite feel as you know as instant or as um seamless to me so i still would have you know for really 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 um critical work relied more on a, on the 5d mark 4 for example um so then but having seen the implementation of the technology in the lsr the, the root canon went with the mirrorless system and knowing that look the 5d mark 4 autofocus system uh, it, you know especially if you get to know it is an incredible autofocus system i mean it it's it's an outstanding autofocus system and the fact that the way it had performed i mean i had been often shooting at events or you know doing um sh shooting work where i needed to expose for really really low ambient light while also including incorporating lighting etc yeah and one of the things i found was that you know the responsiveness in live view of the 5d mark 4 in really 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 low lighting was ridiculously fast so i was kind of hoping but i was pretty confident that i was optimistic that when canon implemented the mirrorless system fully and properly you know that even if it behaved like the like the 5d mark 4 did with all the extra benefits of mirrorless that it would be stellar so i kind of was had my fingers crossed that that i would see that in the eos r5 excellent so so, so obviously you you wanted as I say one of the first people to get it. What was it like when you when you um, you know first got it on set and the comparisons you were making not only with um, the DSLR cameras that you've used in the past but also as you say the the, the you know testing your feet in the water with the ESR. How did the R five stand out? Because let's face it, it's you know a big big investment for professionals to make. Um, what were your thoughts? Not like not wanting to go into too much detail because, like you said, we you know it is all in the magazine. Yes. But the main thing for me, the first thing I noticed, obviously after the physical stuff, you know, I mean, it felt really good. I was delighted that Canon stuck to the the approach they took with the EOS R, which was not to go really, really tiny, try fit it in your in your in your day bag, you know, um, because. I think that's all well and good when you're using a camera for and even for me it's convenient to have something small if you are going on you know trips or on holidays and that's all great but for day-to-day -day work the comfort of your fingers is very important because you know you will get fatigued fairly easily and i've always much preferred and i still much prefer the feel of say the 1dx right the one series bodies nothing feels as good 
as those. I mean, Canon has the ergonomics nailed in those. But the first thing with the EOS R5 was that they didn't decide to go, you know, um, more miniature than the EOS R. Yeah. Um, but then obviously more importantly, that instant responsiveness, the feeling that the camera wasn't lagging behind your thinking, like that's important. And I, you know, would say cameras 5D Mark IV, the 1DX series, I've never felt that the camera was slower than me. Yeah. Um, and when you get down certain other tiers in the range, you'd, you'd start to, to be shooting with cameras that you know they're lagging behind you a little bit in terms of responsiveness. But the EOS R5, I have to say, the minute I switched it on and, and you know, input a few settings and fired the shutter, apart from the feel that I mentioned, you know, initially, like just in terms of performance, I was, I, I guess, because I was kind of worried that it, it wouldn't quite match the performance of the one and fives yeah series cameras i was massively surprised i like i don't want to use words like blown away i don't want to sound too um gushingly over it but it was like a massive relief when i just clicked the shutter off for the first time focusing on some um you know when i was making the test shots and ah. it was like um, it was like i just breathed a sigh of relief that it, you know it was like yes it's 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 that fast it's that good it's done it right so that was just initially but then obviously diving into the testing um you know we saw more absolutely well i mean obviously you know as you say people can read more in the in the review and you know they can check out the specifications on online and things like that but but what what is the most important thing our readers need to know about the r5 given that you've had the experience of, of using it is there one singular thing that you'd really pull out yeah i think Look, it depends on your expectations. I mean, I was trying to be realistic. When all the initial specs came out and there was talk of 8K and this, that, and the other, I, I wasn't even questioning whether or not that would be limited. I mean, I just knew that it was never going to be, um, you know, the camera that I was going to buy if I needed to shoot IMAX features, yeah? Yeah. Um, in that form, factor of camera, I mean, we already know. I mean, looking at the industry across the board, high frame rates in 4K tend to be an issue with managing heat. Uh, so let alone getting into 8K. You know, so I knew there would be something and I was really hoping that it would still stay, you know, as a mirrorless camera, that it, but that it would still have that SLR form factor and feel. Um, and, you know, for it to have that, I, I was pretty sure that there were going to be limitations on high frame rates in 4K maybe and any 8K shooting. So um, I think the important thing is it depends on people's expectations my own personal opinion is that it's without a doubt without a doubt to me and for what i do um it's the best stills camera in the industry at the moment okay i mean i, I it's like i just have to have it and you know it's the kind of thing that if i did if i didn't use it and continued with 5d mark fours etc you know you wouldn't realize you were missing it but i really wanted the the convenience of mirrorless like the um being able to review your your images without taking the camera away from your face while continually shooting you know not chimping in front of the client to make sure you're you're getting things perfectly etc um and i really wanted all that but i wanted the performance of canon's top-end dslrs and to me it does that and more and more i mean it's an incredible camera i mean in in a couple of areas canon have jumped from being lagging in certain areas like ibis and eye detection yeah to, in my opinion they've jumped to to the forefront of the industry now which you know um, while waiting for the EOS R5 and for to see what they would do when they finally went, you know, fully into the mirrorless game, 
there was always that worry that you were holding on to all these lenses and you were thinking when they finally do do it will they get it right and you know i was just delighted they did now back to expectation on the flip side that to me is 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 the key thing about the camera if you are primarily a still shooter okay if you need speed it's 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 fantastic i mean the speed varies depending on conditions yeah but in optimal conditions i was able to get ridiculous speeds okay but the um the speed does vary depending on shooting conditions how you know much pressure is on the af system etc your shutter speed but um if you need resolution it's also there because i i was trying to be cautious because i only had the camera to test for maybe a week two weeks and my initial impressions when comparing files from that camera to the 5dsr for example where that the resolution is also like stellar i mean i wouldn't notice the the dropping the five extra megapixels i know that's not huge but when you go in and you look at the detail on on file side by side you would generally spot it you know you'd see it and i'd miss resolution because i'm kind of i'm a bit addicted to, to detail and you know color tonality gradations and all this kind of thing because i did back in the day shoot quite a lot of medium format but yeah the expectation is the big thing it's the best stills camera on the market with some really cool video features as as long as you don't need to rely on some of the higher the the, the more high performance video features for too much time you know as as a bonus those are there as a bonus to to what is the best stills camera in the industry for me by a mile absolutely well i mean you've sort of answered the last question was you know would, would you recommend uh, the r5 to our listeners um and um it sounds like it sounds like you you really are i mean you know as you say the sort of taking the the caveat of um you know the restrictions in the sort of 8k and um 4k over a set amount of time but for stills you know it, it seems like the camera to have at the moment i i honestly don't think it's touchable i had my concerns i was a little cautious of course you know when you see specs come out and you see marketing info i i tend to be a little bit cynical um actually i tend to be a lot cynical <laughs> um i do tend to if i if i have found that a camera or a series of cameras performs well for me i will stand up for them you know and i think that's only uh that's only right yeah. you know so i'll stand up for the camera if it and i'll recommend it if it works for me um and to be fair i was optimistic because since i started using the canon stuff i mean lots of manufacturers do make great stuff etc canon in their history haven't always got everything right but I've found that over the years that no matter what, I've been able to rely on the um, on the equipment I use from Canon more than anything else. And I, I have used other systems down through the years. Um, so with that, I was still very cautious. And I was I wouldn't for a second recommend it until I figured that I, you know, if I were a betting man, I'd be able to bet my, um, <laughs> I'd be able to, to bet my entire worth, which isn't a lot, by the way, but I'd be able to bet my entire worth on the fact that that camera wouldn't leave somebody down past recommendation as long as it's it covers the type of thing you do so high resolution it's great um it's amazing detail actually the other thing as well i mean even the quality of the imagery in that regard if you look at things like the noise and the dynamic range um they surprised me also but just the performance of the camera if you need to get a shot you know and you're under pressure this is the camera that's not going to slow you down for sure um Fantastic. so i i i have like you know my next two bodies are going to be eos r5s so wow well that's 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 a, a great recommendation and 
I mean, as we say, people can read more about the camera in your full uh, review in the magazine. But just to sum up, where can people find out a bit more about you, Michael? Where, where can they see some of your work and find out, find out a bit about more what you offer? Because I believe you do workshops and photo tours as well. Yeah. Um, my website, which is probably... Do you know the... Have you ever heard the phrase, do you have this over there? You know, uh, a cobbler has poor shoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my website, which isn't the most up to date with my more recent work, I will admit, is www.mosullivanphoto.com. Okay, fantastic. Um, and that's got you know it would have there's a contact form in there. A, a lot of the time, the photo tours don't end up getting up there because they're filled out by the waiting list. So people can contact me through the the contact form to get on the waiting list for for uh, you know workshops or photo tours, etc. But our commercial site is osmcommercial.com um, and what would be really really great if people want to subscribe to our YouTube channel which is uh, it's it's called OSM photography on YouTube right so it's youtube.com forward slash C forward slash OSM photography great stuff well thanks again for your time Michael <laughs>